Hey, it's me, Tenna, and that's... It's Daryl, over here. Your favorite host of your new favorite podcast. Spicy, This is the, this is, I like, I like this little musical intro we've given to this. This new energy to it. theater kids just doing their best. Well, I'm a speech team kid, but you're, yeah, yeah. yeah I, you never told me you're on speech team. Oh, we've had this discussion. We have? Or was I, was I, was I messed up? <laughs> yeah. Was I Dunzo? Dunzo Barunzo. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, guess mm. what? We got so much stuff coming up. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Your favorite folks from Spicy Magic Vibes, we got some dates coming up. And, you know, the year's coming to a close, so let's pop it off, Daryl. What you got going on? All right. So, by the time you're hearing this, we're going to be doing a show. Both it's me and Tenna will be on. Tenna is a host of it, um, along with a comic named Peter Frederick Wallace called Rabbit Tales. It's going to be at the White Rabbit Cabaret in Indianapolis. Uh, so, if, you, if you're a listener that's outside of Indianapolis, bring your ass. Uh, that bring would be a fun ass. time. That'd be a very, uh, very fun time. It's a storytelling show. It starts at 8 o'clock, um, Fountain Square. Um, then I'm going to pass it to you. Tenna, what do you got going on? Ooh, so uh, next Thursday, uh, December 16th, I'm going to do I'm gonna be doing comedy night at Gravely Brewery in Louisville, Kentucky. Dude, Louisville's fucking... It's popping. It's very fun. Okay, so after that, uh, the following Saturday, December 18th, I'm going to be at... Comedy Attic in Bloomington, Indiana at Matt's Comedy Attic Holiday Carousel. Um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. A little bit of a... Uh, it's it's going to be... He described it as it's, it's going to be all over, but it's going to be fun. I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm here for it. Um, and then December 21st, yeah, us. Yep. Indie Rabbit Tales, brother. We're going to be talking about holiday stuff. I'm going to be loud as hell. I'm going to get, I'm going to find elf ears. I'm going to be vibing. I might try to come up in like a, either like a Kwanzaa thing or maybe like a, like a Santa hat, you know. I'm trying to get zooted. I'm, I'm a be zooted. I'm a, I'm a Uber. <laughs> I'm a Uber there and I'm going to take that red line back to where I live. I'm going to be zooted. After, but after I perform. But after I, I perform, like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then, uh, and of course, my favorite news. December 31st, New Year's Eve, and January 1st. Babies, I'm going to be doing New Year's with Alonzo Bowden. I'm hosting that shit at Helium Comedy Club in Indianapolis. So everyone, please come see me. Come see Daryl. Come feed us. Come give us money. You don't have to give us money, but if you want to, you know, money's cool. I like it. So she mentioned New Year's Eve. So on New Year's Eve, um, if you actually want to see both of us, uh, at in you know in some form of fashion, or we're trying to brand this somehow, maybe like a spicy magic New Year's Eve. That'd be Ooh. tight. Yeah, spicy, spicy magic New Year's Eve. Cha, 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 cha. Can we get those glasses? You know how they when the two like it was two thousand and they had the two like zeros as the eyes. Can we do that with jalapenos? Oh yes, yes, yeah. Oh merch, little chili peppers, shot, shot glass merch. Yes. <laughs> I mean, we still have that other logo for with a pepper, and I still mm-hmm. want to make our sauce. Shot, shot glass merch and sauce and t-shirts shot glass merch and sauce and t-shirts but anyway back to what i'm saying <laughs> so that's all our upcoming dates wait no i'm trying to, what? Hurry. I'm what? Trying to hurry sorry 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 on new year's eve um i will be uh, at comedy sports i'm um, doing our new year's eve show um so that's gonna be we have an early show we have a late night show um if you want to see me and tenna that night i say go to the early uh late night i'm oh, sorry to the early new year's eve comedy sports match that's going to be at the athenaeum like i said on new year's eve start time is going to be 7 30 uh and then you can skate on over to the late night show to go see tennis so you can get you a little bit of both of us but you might need to hurry and get those tickets because they're probably going to be sold yeah out. new year's eve is popping again it's it's a it's post-covid well, we're not sorry we're not post-covid it's uh it's 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 just people are we're post we're post lockdown people want to see shows again that's what i meant to say as much as possible but yeah we're closing out December pretty tightly. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. All right. And then always, where can they find you, t- uh, Tenna, on the socials? Instagram, I'm at Horchata Del Rey. At uh, at TikTok, I'm at Lumpy Tentacles. That's Lumpy T E N N A H C L E S. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh and your boy is on instagram at i am super daryl twitter at super daryl i am and tiktok at the ragtag man i have been dming people i haven't been posting content but i have been replying to folks because people have been hitting me up and following me i have been getting random follows now 
we're gonna we're gonna do something for you, Daryl. We're we, gonna we'll make get there. We know sketches. We can we'll do things. Get there. We'll I, get there. I'm just sad it's not Snapchat because I used to be lit on Snapchat when I worked at Hotbox. Well, now you're not a 70 year old man. You are a talented youth. Get on the TikToks and start making content. <sighs> That's true. Go ahead and follow all of us. Follow us. See all of our shows. Enjoy this upcoming episode. Enjoy this episode. Bye. I love you. We'll see you in a minute. I really hope that part actually made it on there. So here's the thing. I'm stuffed to the max. We ate so much chips last night and so much gummies and nuts. It's like I didn't want to shit for three days. What am I, a bear? Oh my God, that hummus is gone. Fuck. Swiftly. It, you, like, it was, like, I like, realized I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, this is the shit. Yeah, that's why I was like, even I was like, I gotta calm down. I gotta chill. <laughs> There's just something, because I was like, at first, I told Justin, I'm like, get, yeah, get some, like, sour cream and onion dip for him. And I was like, actually, just get hummus. And he ended up just getting hummus. I was like, fuck, yeah, because I'm going to destroy this shit. I just, I have a problem with binge eating in general, but there is something about a good ruffle chip. And you put that shit in your desired dip, and that's just... Oh, I'm trying to think. What's your favorite kind of dip? Oh, man. I love a guac. I love a good beer cheese. Oh! I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Also, welcome to Spicy Magic Vibes, everybody. I just want to make my own food. What's your favorite type of dip, Tina? It's up there with hummus, but I really do enjoy... um, Oh, my God, like nacho cheese dip. I know it's bad for my butthole, but it's so fucking good. Nut. (laughs) Uh, i love i like big savory dips love a i love a good like creamy soury dip we gotta stop no it's fine no it's it's a a casual intro casual intro they know what the title is they they, they've they've already clicked on this also uh merry christmas uh fans merry chrysler this is me this you know this will be out um hopefully new year's not new year's eve christmas eve um, and you'll be able to listen to this while hopefully you're off work, or if you gotta go somewhere for work, um, then it'll be all gravy, and you can listen to us when you get done with that, or on the way to that, or in the middle of that. But you want to ignore your family? Put on our podcast. They'll ask why you're laughing. You could tell them, but do you want to tell them? <laughs> <laughs> why are I, you? I why, dare you. <laughs> <laughs> why are you hiding in the corner laughing? Shut up, mom. This bitch is funny. I am. They just kept singing Usher's confessions. Why do I hear some girl yelling? These are my confessions. Nah, 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 nah. Who's the dude that barks like a coyote? <laughs> is that me? No, it's about me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, we both have mom yeah, laughs. That's, that's fun. <laughs> hey, Daryl, raise your hand if you're raised by your mom. That's fair. I raised it. But just in my soul, because I wanted to keep my hand posture. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so you already know what it is. We we were delivering on a promise, uh, ladies, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, oh. fans of fans of all uh, denominations. Uh, this is our uh, another side jam episode, but this time we're specifically earlier in the year, uh, really just like a month ago, we <laughs> talked about. <laughs> We talked about Donald Glover, but we left out specifically the music side. We left out the Childish Gambino stuff. Today, we are delivering on that. (laughs) (laughs) I have that album on vinyl. This is a good shirt. It was 30 bucks at the time, and I was very lucky because that shit got expensive. Yeah, fat. When 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 did you get it? Like It was like right when it came out. Um, as soon as I could, I got it on vinyl. I also got um, Camp on vinyl. Um, and real quick before we dive into the alter ego that is uh, Childish Gambino, remember when he was I Am Donald, like as a music artist, and like how long that didn't last? Yeah, that was like a whole. That was like the, I like the, shared it on my Instagram. It was like a big deal, but it fucking turns out it wasn't. That was like a collective sort of like movement, like because he was still like still doing Childish Gambino. Um, but that was like the name of like the tour and like the brand, <laughs> like because he was still trying to like he was trying to get this multi hyphenate young Will Smith shit. I think that's right. Um, as he turned like thirty or so, he's like, I need to be sure of myself. He, he was. This is even younger. This was this was like season two, 
of community, I want to say. Are you sure? Because I think it was mm-hmm. post um, his stand up special. This it's it's it was all in like that sort of like air. It was when he was on Community. It wasn't any it wasn't any further than season three of Community. The timeline of Childish Gambino and Donald Glover at the same time. Yes, they are the same person. We've all seen the memes where like, did you know they're the same people? Yes, everyone fucking knows that. But they're like, it is a whole other multiverse of like Donald Glover just like, hey, I'm doing this, but I'm also doing this. Which I get. Like, if you're a multi-talented person and you've had, like, these two sort of, like, paths, or even not even two, just multiple paths, you know, each take you somewhere. Um, But one of them just super take you somewhere out of nowhere, uh, in a way. That's something you just got to, you know, run with. Um, And even before, you know, before he was Gambino, you know, he used to to DJ. I don't think we're going to talk about this part as much just because it's not as... It's not as streamable, um, but like he used to DJ under the name MC DJ, and sometimes um, in some of his music today, like I think that's maybe the name of like, like maybe like the sub- subsidiary that he owns that does that he helps the like helps do his music. It's like MC DJ Productions or something like that. But he used to DJ and would like remix albums, and he um, I think he notably this is just, this is some old Wikipedia info. I think he. Uh, have remixed like a Suvian Stevens album and like, you know, used to like fuck a lot with the cranberries and stuff and, you know, mix a lot of music that way. And he had these really early tapes um, that get referenced in a, and sometimes get referenced in newer music. Um, there was Sick Boy and there was Poindexter and both of them have like a lot of like New York features at the time but what was interesting about him at that time like he didn't he really didn't want people to know that Donald Glover and Childish Gambino was the same person he was on some very very cool superhero shit <laughs> like, that's the best way to describe it that's all <laughs> Glover to a T he just wanted to do some cool superhero shit but also th- what is that man's sign because I need to he's know he's a Libra that's my man's <sighs> just, here's the thing you wouldn't think he'd be such a mystery but Libras y'all is hella lucky all the fucking time and this is a good example but you're you're just you know suave suave abilities to, just to be so like oh don't mind me I'm just dropping this fucking mixtape <laughs> Childish Gambino's persona is like the way it presents itself is a product of Twitter. It is a good example of what Twitter's <laughs> power had at the time. This also came around like when I watched mm-hmm. Chef is around the same time I discovered discovered Childish Gambino. I am a white man. I don't mean to be this way. Hey, Chef is hey, you ain't gotta be a white man to love Chef. I just love Chef. I just I keep talking about it. And if I could just meet John Favreau and kiss him. I would. Hey, I've made that pork that John Leguizamo made. You fuck. Okay, we're gonna talk later. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Um, before um, we get deeping, deeping the dives, Tina's also been struggling with speech. It's because I didn't hit a mic for three weeks because of car stuff. So everyone, guess what? You fucking bear with me, brothers. <laughs> it's not a beer. It's a seltzer water. Cause it's a baby. It looks orange. It's grapefruit. Oh man. <laughs> It looks, it looks tasty. Weird fact, the Kroger version of a Buble or a LaCroix has a little bit of sodium in it, and that's fucking weird to me. <laughs> it's got se- to season that soda. <laughs> it's got 10 milligrams of sodium. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing with that 10 milligrams? I don't need that. I'm Hispanic. I'm like running the risk of hypertension every day. <laughs> Lol. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he was, he was going back to he essentially just didn't want people to know that they were the same person because he was trying to work on, you know, both careers and he didn't know, you know, if one was going to ruin the other or not. Notably, is the music going to ruin the 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 comedy and the writing and the stand up and the acting and stuff. So he used to like do nose plugs and he would like pitch his voice up some and Oh god, there, that nasal though. There's dog. some there's some hey, and, and it's a definitely not as cool <laughs> like it's like it's definitely an era that you should go back on and and you can remember fondly but it was some old bars and there's some old beats that was worth going back and being like yo it's some it's some cool shit <laughs> back man on, on there that um, era of nate like because he definitely i feel like was doing obviously he was doing dj being but rapping before singing as much as he did in awaken my love mm-hmm. like those first eps and those mixtapes i'm just like ah. Oh. Yeah, that's that shit I like. There's a very 
a specific sound to rappers. I mean, he didn't live in Georgia that long, did he? So he he was doing music when he got to college and was, um, you know, started working on 30 Rock and stuff. So he was doing a lot of that in New York at the time. Um, so a lot of his roots are Georgia and Atlanta, you know, because that's where he grew up, went to high school, clearly, you know, graduated high school. But, like, when he went to college, he went to NYU lived in the dorm so he didn't really go back home as much but he still did go back home and then you know he a lot of his music reflects a lot of like new york um exactly there's, a, there's that east like almost talking like with a smirk the mm-hmm. whole time and it's so it's how he has to pace himself between bars mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh god tell me you got a fucking like screenwriting degree without telling me you got a screenwriting degree yep that's you exactly. can hear it nonstop yeah. every those like first few songs you hear it's just like god we get it you wrote for a show bro Mm -hmm. it's not in a bad way i fucking enjoy the shit out of it i used to eat up so much chopping like rap that had so much to say i'm like yeah give me all the information you have in your heart when you when you get exposed to um acting and writing in verse and prose it just makes it a lot easier to apply that to music um Give me a fucking theater kid who likes to keep to himself. I promise you something might come out of it that's good. Like my sophomore year theater history for semester final project. So <laughs> specific. Can I have that on a t-shirt? Say that whole thing again. My sophomore year theater history for semester final project. Yeah, we're going to get you a fucking hoodie. I'm thinking white with like really cool, like bold, um, italic, um, not Roman numeral font, but just bold. And I want it to be kind of like a supreme font. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I want it to be pastel colors, like purple and like green. I'll, instead of white, it should be cream. I like that idea better. Like almost like a, like someone stained it all over with tea. Mm. This is gonna be a fun episode. <laughs> so also in this time, um, he had dropped two other sort of mixtapes um, called the, the "I Am Just a Rapper" projects, and um, there were also like a, you know other you know singles, and and you know he was hopping on other songs and whatnot. But really, he didn't start putting a lot more artistic intent and a lot more um, care, a lot of emotional care into his music until he started doing, until he started working on Cul-de-Sac, which I want to say dropped in 2009. So this would have been uh, season one of Community. Um, And I I love Cul-de-Sac because like you can even, you can even tell like there's a, the, the production is a lot better. He doesn't. He's like, fuck it. I'm a. I'm a not do the nose plugs anymore. I'm gonna rap normally with my voice. I'm gonna. I'm gonna just beat people. Are just grown ass man shit. He, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna not try to hide it as much. Like clearly, there's still two separate projects. But he's not trying to like. He, he's. He's putting. He's. He, he's. He, he's more proud of it now. Um, That's and he a, talk- oh yeah. That is the best way to put it. Is like more proud of it because I feel like. I mean, we've seen it with every artist. They have a certain persona that they lean into because when you're younger, you don't know who you are. So you lean towards this kind of cadence. You lean towards this like thing that makes you comfortable as a performer. And then when you get comfortable with yourself and creating things from a more raw perspective, God, you could just hear that grown up fucking feeling in your chest because Childish Gambino fans, if you listen to the end of Camp, what's that name of that song that has the monologue in the beginning? The that it's the the monologue in the beginning or the end. Oh my, the at at the end. That's uh that's that power. God fucking name it. We're gonna get into it. So, um, let's do it. So like yeah, I was gonna say a the a big influence for him that you know he really liked that that really helped him you know put more of his personal intent and more artistic integrity into his his hip hop was Tita Faye. Um, Cause he was working on 30 rock at the time. And clearly, you know, she's, if you're, you know, head, head writer on show, which is, you know, her sort of, you know, thing she's, she said, you know, if you have a, everyone has a story and if you are honest about it and if you have, you know, the intent and the artistic integrity, you know, just tell your story, be honest. And that's enough, you know? Um, so that I think that really, you know, helped push him forward to, not hide behind you know the nose plugs and whatnot 
which then, you know, spurred into, you know, the all of the other things. Hyper creativity. I don't know how to describe it any other way. Mm-hmm. Like the experimentation with like, oh, God. Okay. Cul-de-sac got one of my favorite joints on it. It's a, he, <laughs> Gambino has a habit of sampling Adele songs <laughs> and, and spitting fire. And <laughs> on that, on the- that one, he has a song called Do You Like, which samples a song from 19 uh, called Melt My Heart to Stone. It's dope. Shit, I haven't heard that in a hot, hot minute. I didn't do the research as much as I should have. But also, I've listened to Childish Gambino for a really long time. Shout out to the person that introduced you to Ch- uh, Childish Gambino, even if you don't talk to him. Who introduced you to Childish Gambino's music? Uh, Childish Gambino's music, a guy named Donald Glover. <laughs> <laughs> I found out who uh, Childish Gambino was after I watched Community. Like, I didn't realize that that artist existed at all until a girl I was dating was showed me. And at the time, I was kind of an elitist about music, and mm-hmm. then I grew the fuck up in a matter of seconds because you hear fucking bonfire. I can't do it. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, I, I was a. Uh, I'll try to uh, cliff notes this, but it's a uh, much like the community episode. I was at home. It was end of my freshman year at UND. I was watching, you know, the end of the season three finale of Glee. It went off, and I was just flipping through the channels. Gets to Comedy Central, and the beginning of Weirdo is on. Oh, Donald my. stand-up special. <laughs> I got so excited that the hookah hose uh, got flaccid. <laughs> it fell right out. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. Uh, it looked like it was shocked. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, my. Um but yeah, so we uh, we changed the channel. Me, I changed the channel, uh, and then Weirdo's on, and you know he's he's doing the you know his his hour special, and he gets to the point where he's talking about the music. And he says he dropped the EP, and the crowd just is like wild, and it's arguably the biggest fucking applause break in his special is when he mentions his music. Um, and you listen to your own music. <laughs> yeah, it was my own music. Uh, <laughs> Fuck that bitch for being judgy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I ended up listening to EP at that point um, after he had mentioned it, just because he had talked about that one. I also looked up, like, I was just Googling Childish Gambino, and it's something like, Childish Gambino makes, Poke- makes Pokemon reference. And it was um, Lights Turned On from EP, because he was like, do this and I just might wife you. Let me poke your ma, write you. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm about it. <laughs> <laughs> he has like, because he's obviously, he's like 10 years older than us, right? Yeah. The way he writes like that, those feelings of early 2000s, feel not early 2000s, but his early 20s, mm-hmm. the way he writes, it does hit those, I'm like, oh, references? I remember. <laughs> Ooh, I remember that one too. It's a lot of that for me. I might get some fun. It's a lot of dopeness. It's a lot of dopeness. Um, but then, so so that era, like EP, which um is, these are all, so all of these have been like independently produced albums slash mixtapes at the time. Um, He hadn't really had like a deal with anyone yet, but he ended up getting, um he did this EP. It's five tracks, very fire. I think the most famous song on there is Freaks and Geeks. Um, was like, all right, Gambino is a mastermind. Fuck a bitch to pass the time. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably the most famous song off of that project. Um, cause, and that's the one that has a music video <laughs> for it. Um, Such a, like a simple video concept, too. It's just him dressed as Michael Sarah Borderline. <laughs> it's just hoodie and small jeans. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's just dressed like Michael Sarah, uh, shafting all over the <laughs> a garage <laughs> with, with big lights. Um, and you know, at this point, you know, he's still, he's still doing all of this, like, like pretty much since we've mentioned cul-de-sac, so cul-de-sac EP now camp's getting ready to come out. So this is 2011. Imagine doing all of this music and you're on community. <laughs> what sleep? That, no. He, he no didn't. Way. He, and he's, he mentioned that before on another podcast. Like someone was like, when do you sleep? And he's just like, I don't <laughs> like like the like a lot of the the big talents you know they, you they, they talk about like what what do you like when do you sleep they're like we don't and your brain's too busy going and creating it's Don glover slash trash give me you know a vampire um there's some bars where he says it got him waking up before just so i can write instead so maybe 
Perhaps. Possibly. <laughs> ja, man. <laughs> ja, man. <laughs> yep. That was just a noise. Oh, my goodness. I met Daryl watch a Black Lady sketch show, and there's one. I, like, I've seen a fair amount of it. I just haven't caught up on season two. There's just one sketch that I really enjoy. So if everyone's got the time, it's on YouTube. <laughs> Look it up. Oh, my goodness. Anyway. So we, uh. Uh, so after so EP comes out now camp is going to come out he's on glass note at this point which is not a hip-hop label um now I'm not saying you don't you you necessarily need to be on a hip-hop label to put out hip-hop music but bro was on glass note do you know who else was on glass note Tenna? I'm gonna guess like something white uh, <laughs> <laughs> take a guess okay so there's no rap happening up in this uh, just I, I just want you to guess like okay Camp was coming out in 2011. So think about like big, think about big pop energy, pop white energy in 2011. But when I say pop, I mean just popular. I don't want to say Bonavir, but I want to say Bonavir. Bonavir. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know what label Bonavir is on. I neither do I. But he is on the same. He was on the same label as his motherfucking Mumford and Sons. That is in the same category of white guys with feelings music. <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite sad bastard music. I'm gonna categorize categorize like sad bastard music as like. Hey, give me an example of sad bastard music. Wheels. City and color, like just guys being Why, grungy and upset about the rain because they can't ride their board. And then there's Mumford and Sons. It's just like I left my wife. Oh no! <laughs> it's a lot of sad cellos. Guys wearing like old suits with suspenders and their hairs everywhere because they are gentlemen, but they're also emotional. I sound designed this show at UND and there's a fair, it has some very heavy Mumford and Sons energy, but that was because like, these were the songs the director wanted. And I was just like, bro, it's, are you okay? Are <laughs> you Professor, you, are you okay? Are you Mark Harmoning right now? Uh, <laughs> my goodness. Oh, oh no. We, okay. So we use childish Gambino sometimes as a verb. Um, just like they're Gambinoing whenever somebody is like, doing television and music and they're just like doing all these things. So we call it Gambinoing. Um, I'm going to start using Mark Harmoning whenever you're going through your uh, divorce and you're putting it in your art. Talking about Dan Harmoning. Oh, ha ha. Okay, no. I wanted to catch up, but I was like, I think I know what she's talking about. Dan Harmoning. Who's Mark Harmon? Well, I was going to say, maybe this is somebody from like another band. I don't know. I think Mark Harmon is a person though. I think don't talk. God, this is embarrassing. It's fine. <laughs> It's fine. Dan Harmoning. That's what we're going to call it. And also there's uh, Lemonading. <laughs> I'm Lemonading. I'm dead. There's, uh, there's Lemonading, which is also aside from beyonce which is just dropping something out of the fucking blue. I love that. <laughs> the fact, God, the fact that anybody will... Someone did mention this, actually, with the Gambino thing. I, uh... So right as he dropped something, she dropped lemonade, and it was fucking it, absurd what happened to the internet. It was it was me um talking about how it, it was him dropping. We'll, we'll, I'll we'll get to this in a moment, but like it was essentially he dropped because of the internet, and then she dropped the self titled like two weeks later, and then it was just like damn, there went your momentum, Donald. I'm so sorry, it lasted <laughs> two weeks, but also Beyonce had the best music video of the year. He was. Man's was literally like, yeah, 3005's getting some airplay. And then Drunken Love came out. And then how are you going? Or the, just the, that album. <laughs> and, then, and then it was done. But so funny. we're on camp. <laughs> so This this was, just to let you guys know, this was just the index of the chapters. It just happened to be long. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> oh, so, God. So we're on. Uh, so he drops camp. Camp is a 2011, uh, a late 2011 drop, which is actually 10 years old this year. Um, so hey, <gasps> happy late birthday, camp. Um I didn't mean to peek, but I think we had this discussion when we did the child, the Donald Glover episode, and uh, you you brought that up again. So thank you again, Daryl, with your facts. Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I put the more you know rainbow over me. Um, so you guys didn't see it, but I saw it. So Camp had a lot of like popular singles on there. There was Bonfire. There was Firefly. There was heartbeat um with heartbeat and bonfire being like the two most popular 
Um, heartbeat gets me horned heartbeat, up. Heartbeat, I think, is still... I'll listen to Camp Today a lot just because it, it, it's very sentimental to me because um, it, it it soundtracks a lot of my sophomore year of college um, and, like, the summer before it. Um, and so, like, that... It, like that, I, I keep that album a little closer than others. I think just in terms of sentiment. Feels like sentiment and, like, it's almost like a necessity for the soul because that album fucking shook mm-hmm. a lot of people. Heartbeat comes on and I was going through Heartbeat something very is similar. Amazing. It is it is an entire sort of like like it feels it you could just feel this entire sort of like re, every relationship he had ever been in in one song and it just smacks like from the production from the writing like to the writing to Ugh. the to the delivery like you could just hear you could hear the hurt. <laughs> the end the end is fun just like what are we are we are we friends are we fucking are we something i wish we never fucked and i mean that but not really you say nastiest shit in bed and it's fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking and like man i wish that wasn't still relatable but it is one of those things when you like well someone just rocks your fucking toenails to the ceiling but they also just like emotional fuckers because we've all been emotional fuckers i've been in a, like literally the person who introduced me to this album i was an emotional fucker to her because i was gambinoing <laughs> not like talented wise when heartbeat came out that was so i felt that with my ex before her and i was just like bitch i'm so sorry you introduced me to this i'm going through a thing yeah like like it <laughs> i feel like any any <laughs> Any black dude that went to college probably had a messy moment soundtrack to Campino. Oh my god. <laughs> I like to think that's very true. Because what an era to be alive. When that album came out, I was so into Tumblr and very heavy Tumblr energy. Oh, so much he, porn gifts. He's talked about like it before just in, in some of his music. Um how his he, like especially on camp, he has a bar where he's talking about his his ANRs a computer. Um he he credits a lot of his success just to knowing how to navigate the internet so smoothly and now you don't see him at all online which is so smart like so smart he's like no i was during i was during the buck wild times he's like i have my fun i very much have put out a lot of feelings on it which 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 is coming um uh okay so um so we had we had camp come out which was given a one point uh, 1.6 from Pitchfork, which I don't understand to this what? day. Is like, that still has that? Is that still the same rating? That's a one. It's a 1.6 out of 10. They're so fucking stupid. Okay, and maybe I don't. Again, I don't mean to be an elitist about any kind of music taste. Like what you like. Fucking respect what I like and don't talk shit about. One point six. You're so fucking dumb. One point six. There's a friend of mine in our comedy scene who like I'm good friends with. But like they have strong opinions about Childish Gambino as a rapper, and they went off on this thing. They're like, "Oh yeah, his fast talking, um, screenwriting, rapping." I'm like, "I don't. You have a fucking problem with that? You got a problem with that? Like you mad because he can rap and you can't? I'm so sorry that his brain's overworking. <laughs> Constantly, I will no, I will defend him to no end. Which, um. So yeah, this one point six, like it got good reviews, but like the one point six really, I think, fucked with a lot of with some of the momentum. Not a lot of it, but with some of it. Um, but that you know doesn't. It also stop. came out during a time where like a specific kind of rap was in. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on? Twenty twelve was buck wild because with you LMFAO. Because because so so camp came out late twenty eleven, so it really was coasting during twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, you know. It's, Every second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Say if you were bad. Like, that's I'm like, damn, man, you what? finna get hit by Kendrick, Drake. Nothing was the same came out in 2012, this nigga. This is pre-trap being so fucking big as it is now. Like, because I feel like trap music, I mean, obviously has always been around, but I don't think it started fucking getting bumped. It wasn't lot. as mainstream, like, to the point, like, where it's like every everywhere like, like it was every, already everywhere but it wasn't like so now like trap music's borderline pop music i would say around 2016 is when trap started like getting buck wild everywhere uh, so and also in 2012 that's when drill music was like becoming like a big thing drill like music? chicago chicago drill music oh, yeah okay. like chief keef little dirt you know um oh yeah you know, like, a lot of, like that that sort of era a Ooh. specific kind of person listens to acid rap and childish gambino's camp and i'm that person 
<laughs> like uh which is which is a great era because they um they went on tour um together Ch- a, chance and childish that is a fun young handsome tour <laughs> um yeah he was a uh, he was the the opening act um for the camp tour which is to this day my most hilarious regret <laughs> because they came to indianapolis and i ne- i was just like i'm not into him that's that deep right now like when he was there and he came with chance when he came with chance i got invited what to go too. are the eyes like looking back on it just like what are the eyes looking back at me i fucked up um the girl that that's fine who, it happens the girl who introduced me to childish gambino she like would use a lot of things to like oh i'm gonna take you to this thing if you just like you know let's hook up i'm like um it sounds like a date and I didn't go because I was like, I really don't listen to Childish Gambino. And I'm like, what a fucking dumb dumb I was. What a big fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. It's I, all good. I didn't we know. didn't know. We didn't know. But then Royalty came out in 2012, um, which was a really dope mixtape. So many features. Is su- yeah, so many features. And such like a left turn, too. Like, he definitely was like in more of like his like swaggy vibe. Like, and, you know, it was it was definitely more of like a, you know, there was definitely more like harder, like more harder hip hop beats, I feel like, than, than before. Like, he had like a lot of guest producers, too. Um, Ghostface Killer was on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He had a beat from the RZA. He had a RZA on there. Like, it was a lot of Wu-Tang energy. <laughs> there was a lot of Wu-Tang energy. This is definitely a sophomore album to the T. Like, think about, mm-hmm. like, anybody's sophomore album. This, this is, is a mixtape. This, this is a mixtape. Royalty is a mixtape. This yeah. is his rated R, That's how like. good it is. So fucking dumb. <laughs> Tina Fey has a part in this album. Tina Fey closes out this mixtape. My Prius is blue and my Bun- president is black. <laughs> I was like, this album has Bun B, Ghostface, the RZA. Blake Griffin. <laughs> Blake Griffin. <laughs> this is Blake Griffin. And, and this is royalty. It's royalty. <laughs> and it's like, and Tina Fey. It's like, Tina Fey. Like, this is so, like, what, what a combination of, <laughs> like, and that song is fantastic. It's called Real Estate. It's great. <laughs> like, oh, my she's God. like, I'm dropping, I'm dropping, rack, like, thousands, I'm dropping thousands at Nordstrom, son. That's racks <laughs> on racks, racks on. damn it. <laughs> I'm like, shut the fuck up. I don't I'm know. What, he has a line in that song that, like, every time I hear it, I get so excited. My grandkids are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, that's the goal. Like to be so rich, your grandkids are assholes. That is skateboarding music. I don't mean to sound like a fucking poser, but it is. <laughs> um. So, while all this is happening, once again, still on community, still you know, getting into this sort of like big, you know, where you know everything is sort of like wearing at him. He's going through a lot in L.A. You know, dating. Um, I want to say he was dating like this DJ at the time, but then like, you know, they ended up splitting and then they was getting into this Twitter beef, which, oh my goodness. Uh, it's like, if you, if you have time and you just bored, look up Twitter beef, Childish Gambino and DJ So Super Sam and just revel in some old fucking shit where like, she's just trying, she is trying to air his nigga out on Twitter and he is just like, nope, I am not the one. <laughs> I don't have like, receipts for you because it never happened. And it was just like, whew. but, it, but it wasn't, it wasn't like anything that was like, I'm not saying that he was like, um, faultless. It was just, it was just interesting to see that on Twitter at the time, but. Um, what a time of Twitter. That was still around the time when people were telling each other to go off themselves. <laughs> I mean, people are probably still doing oh, that. It's still happening, but that's when it was like fresh. <laughs> it was like fresh little band-aids, just like. <laughs> um, <laughs> I made it sound like it opened up a little baby window. I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. But essentially, we just we also went through season four of Community where there was like a lot of turmoil going on with Community where like. The showrunner had left. We had talked about this a little bit in the episode, but like in both episodes, um, like you know, the showrunner was gone. They had two new showrunners in. You know, people weren't necessarily writing to the best degree. The show was in danger of being canceled multiple times. You know, and if you're someone that is trying to do multiple things, then you know you you might want to you know you're trying to play for your for your best interests. And you know, at this time, you know, he's got all these things going on. He's got a lot of pressure and, you know, he's having these sort of sad moments, but he's also has a lot of things going for him. And he's just having like these very honest human moments. And then he chooses to leave community. Um, 
all around the sort of like same era when he's getting ready to drop because the internet. So all of this sort of happens, you know, at the same time. And he even has like these sort of like preamble pieces of art that drop before because the internet comes out. Like he has like a couple songs come out with um with some music video art attached to them. Like like he has a song called Yafet Koto that comes out. Um and then he had this short film on YouTube called Clapping for the Wrong Reasons that came out, which isn't which even which he it's just <laughs> which we'll get into in a bit. Um he even mentions like it's about it's it's about the context for the upcoming project. It's not necessarily like one hundred percent attached to it, but it gives you a lot of context. And it's this short film where he is it's essentially like a a day of like this sort of rich black lifestyle in LA. This sort of like rich black LA, like carefree, nonchalant um sort of character that Donald has like sort of stepped into that's sort of based on himself and then sort of based on, you know, everything he's been experiencing specifically a lot of like specifically in LA. Cause like he, he did a lot of like the New York energy with like all of the mixtapes and camp, you know, um, EP, you know? And so at this time, a lot of there's like he's got Daniel Fischel in this movie. Um, he has a lot of people in like royalty, which is like his collective, um, like which his brother is in Stephen um, Glover, um, the 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 sort of like other mastermind, the other not sort of the other mastermind behind Atlanta, um, and because of the internet, I will. When looking back on it, I feel like this was one of those projects that walked so Atlanta could run. Yeah, I I always wholeheartedly say that like with without Childish Gambino, there would be no Atlanta. Like yeah. there's there's so much that like. Clearly, like Steven and you know everyone else that is working on the show, like that is that actually was like in Atlanta for years and and not traveling to New York and L.A. and doing all the you know being a star and stuff. Um, there, people forget like Childish Gambino was a rapper and he would go to stuff and like he has talked about like all this like crazy shit before and all these experiences, um, and that compounds you know into his your art with that you talk about um especially like when you want a show and when you use this entire other career that you fostered you know that helps go and like people like there's so much Chattis Gambino in Paperboy and it's crazy like, like there's also so much Atlanta in Paperboy it's crazy um but so so the short film um it leads into because the internet which also what so so because the internet was this sort of entire wave of art that just hit at one time because it wasn't just an album there was an album there was a screenplay the short film added into it and donald was sort of doing the sort of i am going to live the main character of my screenplay um in interviews while i'm like doing you know I'm going to be giving real interviews, but I'm also still going to be in character because there's a lot of like this sort of depth to the story that I need everyone to, to get tell. on board. There was a whole rollout that he had that he was doing and it was it trying was to create an atmosphere. A, is it was like, a whole atmosphere. There was a mood. Um, someone had leaked a song and, that, and he was shitty about it because he was like, it's just because it's not like because it was good. You know, people always like in hip hop, you know, they love leaks, but like he was really on some art shit. And he was really shitty about that. It was a sweatpants. Sweatpants got leaked. Um, um because of the internet is like if I had to describe its aura, I mean the front album cover is a warm sunset candy color. Um, and then him wearing a Hawaiian shirt, kind of looking like a little like just rugged. Rugged is a good distinguished way to put it. Yeah. I it has golden hour vibes and I want to see Kawhi has golden hour vibes. No, Kawhi to me has late night cocaine um running into the evening vibes. This had like because of the internet is the kid who's like just got out of school and he is just trying to figure his way out to anything while DJ Khaled is his dad. Is it DJ Khaled? It's uh, Rick Ross. Rick Ross. That's why. God damn it. <laughs> so, I'm yeah. disappointed in myself. So because the internet is um, is different from the others because it's a concept album. Um, and has a, like I said, there's a screenplay that comes with it um, where the there's a story that 
the story at the end of the camp album where he tells us sort of like um, a little short story about going to camp, meeting this girl, falling falling in, in young puppy love, telling her something special, then she shares it with the world, and he just sort of like, you know, so, it sort of like has like this weird sort of like artistic incel energy to it in a way. Um, Muy piquito. But we but we grow we grow from it, which I think is it's sort of the part that's part of it because it, it's it's very childish, you know what I mean? And the, um, again with camp at the end where he's talking about being a boy stuck on the bus and you never got off, same concept. You're like you're aware that you're a kid and you have these fucking thoughts that don't make sense. And we and we start like the screenplay on like this this it's it's literally like it starts at picking up children from a returning from camp. Um, and kids getting off a bus and it's supposed to be that same kid that's like going and meeting and it's Rick Ross and, and everything. And, um, you know, I'll, we'll, we'll put links to the screenplay cause I don't want to describe the whole thing, but it's essentially, you see the life of someone that has grown up in this sort of like rich lifestyle that is and black bubble. and how living with the internet in your life just affects your world now and it's not an indictment of the internet like it's not saying the internet is bad don't be on the internet it's just saying this is what this is what the world is like now coming from this sort of like depressed perspective that donna Mm -hmm. was having at the time each Um, song has like it like each song is there to narrate a scene mm -hmm. from the screenplay which will bring this kind of mood so when you hear these like hyper pop like deep beats Mm -hmm. does that make sense it's just it's like bouncy as fuck but also there's an underlining like like roughness mm-hmm. and like emotionally rough not product production wise it was put together very very well um was the swedish guy involved in this album uh yeah ludwig ludwig so ludwig was a get producer. yourself a swedish boy who can teach you how to Lud- make the music ludwig Gorenson. um they met Donald Glover when they worked on Community together, and you may know him now because he makes music uh, for every fucking cool nerd thing. He's making he's making music for The Mandalorian, making music um, for Black Panther. Yeah, for Black Panther, I'm pretty sure he worked on uh, at least a couple Avengers. He also um, worked on uh, This Is America for Gambino. Like, yeah, so he's been he, pop. He produces Gambino stuff along with Donald, like Awaken My Love, Camp, uh, Because the Internet, like. All, all of them quiet produced. genius like just 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 had them hanging out in the back and <laughs> and yeah they it, it's it, so shout out to him um and you can, he's, he's gambino's mike dean he's such a good producer and i think it really does add to the structure of this album because i love this is an album you have to listen in order and i love albums like that yes um and if you do and and, and also if you can like watch the clips with the screenplay because there's a screenplay that has like clips in it that go along with the story mm-hmm. and there's other like there's chance the rapper he's in it he's a feature and he's in like the screenplay and he's in like the scenes too so chance is in it rick ross is in it janae aiko's in it um azalea banks is in it it's a it's just a it's a good it's a good little it's a good piece of art um and it's not even like so. And he was going on like Arsenio and doing all these interviews. Like so, if you ever watched an interview in you know circ- late 2013, early 2014, and Donald Glover was in it, and he had a he had on a brown pair of pants, a white t shirt, a brown overcoat that had like white fluff, and then like a sort of like hunter's Elmer Fluddish type hat that was also brown. That was him playing this character from Because the Internet. And he was still answering questions like in the interview because he was still, you know, he was still, you know, on, under contract. It was cozy boy vibes. It was sad cozy boy vibes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that that character in the, Because the Internet is supposed to be. Like, it, it, so in the Donald Glover episode, we referenced these notes that he wrote um, on a hotel room, you know, cardstock. Um, that was talking about his depression and whatnot. And all of this is just sort of like all collecting together at the same time. Um, and he's just putting everything out there at the same time. Like just all of this existential depression, this sort of suicidal energy. He's literally putting Imposter it all, syndrome, yeah. all into the art. And he just gave it to everyone at the same time. Well, not at the, like the, he had the rollout of it and he had, he just had it ready. Um, so at this point he gets Atlanta and he's not on community anymore. So he's really, you know, really free and doing what he wants to do. Um, he 
rents out. Jo- oh no, sorry, skipping ahead. He ends up putting out more music about a year later, um, to because the internet called. Um, he puts out a a piece of art called Stone Mountain Kauai. So, Stone Mountain is a mixtape. Kauai is an EP, and Kauai is streamable typically on like Apple Music, Spotify, mm-hmm. wherever you want to see it. Stone Mountain, you gotta go find, <laughs> which I appreciate. Good luck to you. It's a mix because it's a mixtape. Like you can find it on you. It's on YouTube. You know what I mean? You but find like, it on YouTube, but you could also find uh like either you can download it from like record shops. Like I found vinyls of it. I um when it first came out, you you had to get it from Dat Piff. Like it was on it was on Dat Piff and um Kawaii just you Kawhi was with it for a little bit and then Kawhi you could stream and Donald was leaking his own music not sweatpants I he, actually he did leak sweatpants because that was referenced in the screenplay which is like ah, Jesus but <laughs> no no he no, no he didn't leak sweatpants he leaked because the internet so yeah. because the internet leaked because it before it came out but the last song got cut off mm-hmm. um it's sort of like a reference um to sort of know that you got the leaked version um which I think is just really interesting um Sorry to go back to that. I was like wondering. I was like, wait, there was a mix up. Okay, so, so we're at Kauai and Stone so, Mountain. So Stone Mountain Kauai is out, and it is essentially an extension of the story of Because of the Internet, but it's not as into it. Um, What's the thing after a story? It's not a prologue. It's ep- epilogue. Epilogue. Well, so one of them, one of them is like a middle. It, it's like a. It's it's like the. So Stone Mountain is supposed is legend has it it is. There's a scene in Because of the Internet where he finds out that his dad dies and he ends up going and he's taking a flight to Sweden, um, which is about where um, Flight of the Navigator and see lots of Stockholm and Earn um, happens on the album um, where he like is on a plane and he goes to sleep. And then like the part in and so Stone Mountain is supposed to be him on the plane sleep going to Sweden where he goes to sleep and he's like, I had a dream. I ran Atlanta. And then it's <laughs> like him doing the whole, you know, Gangster Grills mixtape with DJ Drama and having, you know, rapping over everybody's beats. So Stone Mountain is a very fun time. Like it's ve- it's it's him rapping over Ludacris beats, Future beats, uh, Lil Wayne beats. <laughs> uh, it's a, it feels like you know when a kid starts out making music, it's just like let me just try all of this first. Uh, rapping over Money Baby, <laughs> like it's a very fun time. Uh, Next Tail Chirp, shit was amazing. Um, and so. That was a a sort of piece. That was one half. And then the end of that says, and then I woke up. And then the end of that is is, is just a whole nother like sort of like piece of art at this point. So after Stone Mountain comes out, is that it, it that is Kawaii. Kawaii is like this new sort of like R and B ish sort of energy music that he's put out. Sunset music. And and literally since Kawaii has come out, he has not put out like strictly rap music at mm-hmm. this point no absolutely not no Kawhi is like smoking a blunt while looking at the sunset over an ocean and you're gonna you and this girl are gonna fuck and it's gonna be great you're gonna come fast yep i stand by that god that album's very that section of the album is very like Kawhi. Uh, we've been making japanese that's because the internet Oh, you're right. Bless you. No, but I still. But that song Why did is I think that. It was Kauai? But that song is that energy because he shoots because that music video they shot on, in Kauai. Oh, there it is. Um. So yeah, it's that that album, it, that EP. Like it it it's sort of like a new mission statement I think in his music. Um. At that point, and because I. And and on that album, so. It's another extension of like the boy from the character, you know, the character that's on because of the internet. But uh, instead of it just being him, he got Jaden Smith to be on the the EP because he had talked about he talked about how he thinks Jaden Smith pretty much represents what the boy was sort of like living in the album. This sort of new black royalty energy that didn't necessarily exist to the degree that it did in the past, where he's this young black kid with this money and his family has power and influence and he's able to just be free and live and exist in a similar fashion to where a lot of like white kids do um you know that just are just able to exist without having like a lot of that on them but they still are black and he still has to deal with um the you know the, the repercussions that come with that too so yeah jaden smith on the album and or on, like i said on the ep 
And what was cool is like you had on the so on the because the internet screenplay there was half like of a beat on that screen like that there's a link to like half of a beat on that screenplay. And then when EP came out, uh, like don't sorry there's there's like half of a song on the because the internet like screenplay coded. And then when EP came out, the last song on that album was half of a track. And then someone finally was like, wait. Do these go together? And there was a <gasps> remix of Vika of 3005, <laughs> which oh. I think was like, that's so tight. Get the fuck out of my face, Donald. <laughs> I, was like, ah. I just like somebody who makes me work for their art. I'm just like, that's oh, so dope. <laughs> I, like, I didn't know that. So that's tight. I'm annoyed that I didn't know that. Oh, uh, so ill. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, he's not. So at this point, he's not necessarily on the internet as much. Like, he's, he doesn't have that much Tumblr energy um, like he used to. <laughs> Um, he's moving away more from the hip hop and he's, he's gone into this era of Awaken My Love, which is sort of coming out the same time as Atlanta. Um, and Atlanta is, like you said, his show that's very inspired by his hometown, very inspired by Atlanta, very inspired by Childish Gambino um, and, you know, and his brother. And now the music has this funk energy and like this R&B energy. And, and it I was love hinted it. in the first season of Atlanta. Like he, they go to that one dude's house who's so likable on Juneteenth. Yeah. The, the white dude on Juneteenth. The white guy on Juneteenth episode is like, he's just, I know so much about black culture and you see awaken my love vinyl in the back. You just see it. And you're like, cause he has a bunch of African art and you just see they're Like, what is that? And he had literally that same episode comes out, announces that album. And I'm just like, sick, 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 sick. <sighs> and then it's amazing. It is amazing. <laughs> I thought you were about to sing. Well, I was going to say, yeah. And so then the, so then it comes out. He first, um, me and your mama comes out and then Redbone comes out and then the, like the album's out. Redbone and could not handle all the puss that Red it created. Redbone was everywhere. Everywhere. It was on, um. Uh, dear white people it was on get out. out oh my god, god. the, the, the jordan, jordan peele knew exactly his audience in that where he had this movie with this interracial couple and what's the first what's the first mainstream song you hear gambino <laughs> <laughs> oh Stay shit woke. that's just that shit had me dying Redbone is like hey you horny but also terrified stay woke, <laughs> stay woke. be aware what's happening Terrified. Just because you mentioned that, and that song is dope. That whole album is a straight through. Like you could play "Awake of Milo" all the way through so far. California, I used to not like, and now I like. She was to live in California. I wish I was so. So I mentioned I, I. I almost got ahead of myself earlier. So before this album had came out, he had rented out Joshua Tree in California, no. and essentially did like this whole like. It was like a like a campground sort of thing, and then he had premiered this album for everyone there, and he had like did a whole live performance with it, and he had recorded like a listening party. But he did a concert, concert. with you know all costumes, band, dancers, everything, and he had set up a camera at the foot of the stage that he recorded and. It, on his Vivo, when the album came out, the music video for Me and Your Mama is like an actual, It's it, you can put on like a, a the virtual 3D cracker thing on your phone that you could put on your head and, you know, use it like a 3D device or a virtual device. Uh, you could wear that and then you can watch like the concert from the foot of, you know, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> like, it's just so smart to do. And it's like, he does it so subtly with different things. He doesn't mm -hmm. like blast like advertisements about it it's just interesting how he goes about things just sneaky and special and i love it and man man's in the meantime then after after all this energy uh got he won out won a grammy for for the album just one though oh not just one he he won multiple um grammys but i, I just want to say he he did win win them um but then after this he ended up hopping to the lion king man's with simba now the feel how you want to feel about the movie he was fine <laughs> like the, especially musically um he got a song with, he, he got a song with uh beyonce and jay-z he got a couple songs with beyonce now i'm like yo bro you, you out here this was a lot of songs with ariana grande which i think is really funny um uh, well, not funny but like it's just like you know how there's so many like rappers that get like these pop features i think it's funny he gets like 
the one that I, I would just feel like as a child. Give me a song with Leanna Lewis. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. I was like, he does I don't know which a, one it is. I don't remember what it is, but he does have a song with Leanna I want to say it's in camp, but I can't remember. It's not song. it's not one of his songs. It's one of her songs. Oh. Yeah. That makes sense. Oh yeah, he also did a song with Gianni Echo as a feature. I don't Bed like piece. it. You don't like bad piece? I don't know why. I think I listened to it too much when it came out. And it was like the height of Tumblr. Like I was still able to share porn gifts. And I was just. What a time. What a fucking time. Anyway. Um, and then so uh, he, he, like I said, put out. And, and then so in the midst of this, he put out be, he put out a music video and a song. And it took over the fucking world. Which one? It's not Mexico. It's not Canada. This is America. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, dude, this thing. This was, shit went everywhere. Did this shit on SNL. This song was so fucking big. It made one of my friends who was beautiful and white, but she also was like, "Are you hearing this childish Gambino?" I'm like, "I was here before you. I was here before you." It was just cute because I watched my friend just like lose their fucking mind about John Glover as an artist. I'm like, "Welcome. We've been waiting." And that was insane. And there's so crazy. many so much imagery is in that imagery, music video. Easter eggs that are not Marvel related. It's just well, actually <laughs> I think there might be one. <laughs> I think there might be one there's Marvel. There's one spider in there somewhere. It was a garage. God damn it. <laughs> um yeah, because the internet buck wild puts out um a whole movie with Rihanna. Um that has a lot of those Wild songs Island. in it. It's got it's got uh it's got This Is America in it and it has he put out like a this thing called a summer pack, um which has these two songs, um Summertime Magic and Feels Like Summer. Um Feels Like Summer, Feels like summer had a really cool cartoon music video. Um which had like a bunch of references to like a lot of people in hip hop and just black culture. But both of the songs were featured in the movie. Um what did you call Guava Island? You said it was. Uh, it was my. It, it was. It was Donald Glover's Moonwalker. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> God, that's so funny. Um, and that, there was also oh, there's another song in there that um, I think it's referenced. It's it's like uh, Saturday. So he did this other song on SNL called Saturday that was also in Guava Island. Um, and then he took like a pretty big turn in some of the music when he dropped in the mid like right right when a pandemic hit right when this pandemic hit he dropped 31520 which is his most recent album and it has the album art is just all white like it's just it's just a white square um and there's a lot of like electronic music there's a lot of like experimental vocals on it um i he's got a lot of features on it again like a lot of popular features um it definitely has like a little more pop energy to it just based on like the features not necessarily the music like i said it's got like a lot of like almost like new wave hip-hop or new wave r&b to it um it's very it's a lot more synthy um and i love me some synthies get some moves yeah. in that room <laughs> um like we were we, like we were bopping to it like you got like he's got another like he's got ariana grande he's got 21 savage um i want to say ariana grande is on there a couple times <laughs> um so uh i i like it even though it's like the most different of the albums that he's put out i do enjoy it like i i do want him to rap some more because i i you know it's just i miss when he was you know you know don't 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 let don't just end it on stone mountain donald please <laughs> um i miss yeah I want to. I want to. I'm very excited to see how that's gonna go when yeah. he because I feel like he'll come back to it. But I mean, we all been talking about it for the past ten years with our obsessiveness that he'll come back to stand up. He might not. Yeah, he, he might, might not. He, he might just be done. He or he will pull a Chris Rock and he's like, "I'm gonna do it when no one expected it to." Mm -hmm. Get ready when I'm almost sixty. Yeah, like I, I, I really appreciate it. I just appreciated how much comedy from. I know this is hopping over to the Donald side, but I just appreciated how much like of his sort of Donald, uh, his sort of like Derek comedy roots popped back up in Atlanta. Yeah, um, I did too. It's and, fun. And like some of the community, you know, sort of, you know, just sort of fun bits, at least in that first season before it got, you know, pretty, you know, intense and mature. I really want to see that with his music and like with his rapping and his R&B. Like I would love to see something that had like the bars from Because the Internet, the, um, the experimental um, production, of three fifteen twenty, and the sort of vibe and 
flows of Awaken My Love. I'd love to see that again. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this Childish Gambino episode. We we went through a lot. Childish Gambino went through so many stages as an artist. And he's still going through them. And he's still like, going through them. Like, he did as much things as, like, Madonna has done over the past few decades. But he did it in one decade. And also, Madonna. Uh, but, man, Childish Gambino did something to a lot of, like, to our specific age group. Mm-hmm. Like, all us little, like, millennials. Mm-hmm. How dare you write that stuff that sings to my heart? And 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 just once again, keep in mind, this entire career is one aspect of this man's career. <laughs> it like, it's just one. It's just one. Technically, it's just one, but then it has like a lot of sub columns of like there's yeah. like like A, B, C, and D. Mm-hmm. You know what? Yes. That's just it's it's just it's just all one big happy family energy. This has been a good episode. Daryl, you gotta get the fuck out of here. You got a show tonight. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be fun. All right. It is now 7:20. Guys, I'm Tenna. I'm Daryl. It's spicy magic vibes. If you guys wanna like send us your confessions, where can they send it, Daryl? Uh you can find us at spicymagicvibes at gmail.com or hit us up on socials at spicymagicvibes. Um, you can find me at I am Daryl on Instagram and Daryl I am on Twitter. And the Ragtag Man on TikTok. At the Ragtag Man on TikTok. To the work of the country. You can find me on, on Instagram at Horchata Del Rey. And then you can find me on TikTok at Lumpy Tentacles. That's Lumpy T E N N A H C L E S. She got to make work for it. That's her version of the 3005 remake. Oh, yes. <laughs> also, last thing. Um, so next week, we're going to have our season finale episode. Season finale! And that way, um, you know, so that way you're not left without, you know, any sort of questions. Um, we're, we're not gonna, dead. Because we're going to take a little break after our season finale. We're going to take, like, you know, a couple, like, two, three weeks. Come back strong. You know, come back, come back fresh. Uh, we're going to come back with season two. It's going to be tight. We're going to have some announcements, hopefully, next week. Uh, and it's just going to be really fun. So make sure you get you some cocoa. Uh, you know, gather around with your friends. Send your friends the link to all this. Always send your friends the links to these. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it'll be a good time. I love you. Love you too. Bye. 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 <laughs> that was me running away. <laughs> I promise you, you'll be safe.